It's happy hour again from Central City, New Orleans. Hi, I'm Grant Morris. We're at Casa Borrega. Casa Borrega is a bar, a restaurant, and a live music venue on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City, New Orleans. It's not open yet. You can be part of the opening ceremonies here at Casa Borrega. Go to Facebook immediately right now while we're talking and like Casa Borrega. There's nothing in the next 60 minutes that's going to take your full attention, so you can do that while we're talking. My special guests sitting around the table here at Casa Borrega are four of the most interesting and eclectic people we could assemble at the same moment here on a Thursday afternoon in New Orleans. You're going to meet them in just a moment. And when you get to uh, hear some live vocal music as well, actually, courtesy of one of our guests here, I'll tell you more about that in a minute. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music. But you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing but enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together. Here are my special guests sitting around the table at Casa Borrega from left to right. Sig. Hello, Sig. Hey, how are you? Sig is a concert promoter and broadcaster who moved to New Orleans in the 1990s to host Afternoon Drive on alternative music radio station The End. And The End of The End was the beginning of Sig's second career <laughs> as a live event producer. Pretty good description. Yes. As vice president of the Rehage Entertainment Team, among other things, Sig produces two of New Orleans' biggest events, the Essence Festival and the Voodoo Music Experience. In an attempt to prove that not everybody in radio is a total moron, Sig has recently <laughs> gone back to school pursuing an MBA at the prestigious Tulane University School of Business. And that Sig, is true. welcome back to Happy Hour. This is your third appearance here. My third. I'm really excited the fact there's going to be live music here because ne- every time I've come, there's never been live music. Oh, really? We had uh, Glenn Andrews walk out on us. No, that wasn't Glenn Andrews. Let's be... Let's be clear. That was James that Andrews. Was, I'm sorry, you're right. James, James Andrews. Andrews he out. showed up late and then he walked yes, out on us. He was too we, busy to hang out. We had the Scorseses who came and they brought some great music on CD. Right. But this is great that we have live music. Tess Brunet is going to be here and play awesome. live music. We'll get to her in just a minute. Our other two guests sitting around the table before we get to Tess. Can you hold on, Tess, while I introduce you in just a minute? No. You're <laughs> impatient? I know, I you're busy. No, you're busy. I'm, okay, I'm hang on. Tess, I was trying to throw it to you. I was trying to get you <laughs> up in the rankings. I'm sorry. I've got, this, I've got this order here. Randy Hardy is with us. Randy is a fourth-generation Cajun. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Fourth-generation Cajun. And you all in. Randy's a bartender at his family-owned watering hole, the Pink Street Pub in Metairie. And he dabbles in construction. I can believe that you dabble in construction. Look at all these tattoos. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah I kind of accidentally fall on me when I'm doing it. <laughs> Um, Randy also believes in ghosts. Did you know that? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There he is. He's the co-star of a new I'm television ready. show called Deep South uh-huh. Paranormal, a reality show about ghost hunting in the South on the Sci-Fi Channel. On the show, Randy specializes in provoking ghosts. Yeah, that's Jesus, my thing, man. Jesus, you, you're a thing. brave or crazy guy. <laughs> to draw them out when they won't otherwise reveal themselves. That's right. That's yeah. your job, a ghost provoker. Pretty much, yeah. If it gets boring, I try to crank it up a little bit. What's, <laughs> what's better, working behind a bar at the Pink Street Pub or provoking ghosts? Uh, provoking ghosts until they touch it, and it's better behind the bar. <laughs> you've, been, you've been touched by a ghost? Yeah, yeah. Actually, on the episode, it just aired last night. Uh, it was shown on that. Were you by any chance making pottery on one of those spinning wheels? <laughs> well, you know, that's one of my talents, you know. But nah, not on the show. <laughs> Where, where'd you get that idea from? So I know there was a knows? movie a long time ago. Oh, that was Ghost. It's a movie. That was Ghost. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> Callie Hardier is here as well. Hi, Callie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? More good. to the point. Callie is Randy's kid sister. I'm his kid sister. And co <laughs> star of Deep South Paranormal. Yes. Listen to this. Callie's father first got her interested in ghost hunting. What kind of an irresponsible thing is that <laughs> <laughs> for your father to do? Shouldn't he have got you interested right, in basket yeah. weaving or 
<laughs> or something. Well, I've, I was the only girl growing up, so I think that he just pretty much looked at me as like a little boy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's worked out okay. You don't look much like a little boy. I don't think so. Not I really. Mean. He also used to call her Ken. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was the How first did you know? Oh, my God. She was God. the first girl in our family for 18 years. It was all boys. She was the only girl yeah. for 18 years. 18 years. 18 years. 18 yeah. And how many years. generations is that? I mean, that, I guess that's almost all of them. Yeah, pretty much. Two. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I wonder what happened to the gene pool. That I have no idea. Suddenly the girls... I don't know. Have there been any more since in your family? <laughs> yes. Excellent so. opportunity for a Cajun joke right here, but I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a setup is that? I mean, you let us down. Do you really know a good Cajun no, joke that wouldn't be offensive? It would, oh, okay. it would, be an it would have been a good one. <laughs> do you guys know senior Cajuns? Do you have any Cajun jokes? Are they like Boudreaux jokes that are acceptable? I'm sure people know some, but I kind of stay away from them. I don't want to make fun of myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but some of them are real funny, you know. I mean, I don't... Uh, you can tell one if you want. No, rather not. I don't know any really. Kelly, you know, are you a joke teller, Kelly? So you're the only girl? Um, I'm a joke teller when it comes to me, but when, right. I, when you put me on the spot, I'm just like... Yeah, oh, I know. That's right. a little stupid thing to do. I need to get you another drink. Exactly. So, Kelly, you've been, uh, you've been doing paranormal research for the last two years, and on the show, it says here, is this true? Kelly prefers to work the thermal cameras. Oh, my God. Is this, what am I going to read? Is this true? And is often the target of paranormal activity. Well, I am because of him. He always puts me in positions where I am the target. He uses me, he uses me as bait pretty much. Randy's not agreeing. I, I, I plead the fifth. Yeah. Scooch no. over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> okay, so. I know, I'm his own sister. What the hell? So <laughs> ghosts, like, mess with you? Well, sometimes, I mean, it's all men. So I think they use me as the female aspect of the group, you know, to, like, trigger, but, uh, I don't um, know. Are male ghosts still attracted to real women? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, we're going to get on to this. In a <laughs> Finally, I'll get to you, Tess. Tess Brunet is here as well. Tess Brunet is a singer-songwriter who lives between New Orleans and Nashville and between the front of a stage and behind a drum kit. As a drummer, Tess has been on the road working in band since 2003, including with the Generationals, who were on our show as well, and Dead Boy and the Elephant Man. As a solo artist, Tess has recorded and performed under the names Animal Electric, and I'll probably get this wrong, Ora Ora. Is that how you pronounce it? That is good. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I can't believe I got that wrong. Before recently leaving all that behind and becoming simply Tess Brunet. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There you go. With three successful albums behind her in various guises, Tess recently released The Great Nothing, her fourth record and first solo album under her own name. Congratulations. Thank you. Actually, that's, cool that, that's still that's released under Ara Ara. Oh, that's not um, even true. And so the the, 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 the next record is uh, I, I I recently dropped the the name Ara Ara. It was a little right. hard to explain to people. Um, well, can you explain it to me? Because I couldn't. Get sure, it. it's, it's like a Duran Duran term. It's well, yeah, yeah. Cause so the good they named it twice. Exactly. Right. Um, I kind of it was just it became a really difficult thing to explain. Um, a lot of people. Uh, you'd have to spell it phonetically too, like O H R A H, and then they're like, "Well, what is that?" And I'm like, "Well, it's a Cajun French phrase." They're like, "Oh, so you play like Cajun music?" And I'm like, "No." Mm. Uh, so so it just everybody's a Cajun here. You're uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're Cajun and you two K Sig. You're not Cajun. I'm not a Cajun. But and uh, you only I have I one name. <laughs> well, that's true. Sig. Yes, yes. I'm married to my sister, so um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> there you go. So you have Ara Ra's two names. You have and Sig only has one name, so you could give him one of yours. Yeah. You could be Sig Ara. Sig Ara. Yeah. It's very close to Sig Ross. Oh yeah. Which is also Jonesy. What does um what does Ara Ara mean? 
Uh, it means neck and neck or equal mm. footing or some things like uh, flush with something like coffee or in a mug. Uh, oh, like flush. Right to the top. The literal, the literal French term is flush flush, but the Cajun French term is uh, neck and neck. Do you speak Cajun French? No, but my dad does. I wish I did. Do you guys speak Cajun French? No. Nobody? No. no. You don't speak <laughs> Okay. But then you don't have any Cajun songs or anything. Obviously, your, so your music has nothing like that. No. No, it's not. So that's why, it, yeah, it was just a lot yeah. to explain. It was a mouthful. It was a lot to explain. And then by that time, you're boring people, and it's just not good. That's not what I want to do. That's not what I'm trying to do. So how long have you been playing the violin? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how long did you hold on to Ola for before you let it go? Uh, about a year and a half. I put the two records out under the, under um, that name. and uh, so Essentially, it's the same band. I, we just dropped right. the name. Same members. Yeah. Yeah. So the great nothing is... Is under a right, a right. Not this is the your Correct. new your new one is a whole different thing that I don't know anything about. No, well I we're I just finished writing all the material for the next one, so we haven't gotten in the studio to record the next one yet. Okay, so the great nothing is the latest one. Correct. Okay, yeah, that, that was just cool. released at the end of this past year. Right. Ago. Okay, mm -hmm. but that's another name, Ora Ora, which is spelled in case you're listening to this, you know, running around the park or something. A U R A S A U R A S. That's right. right? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a great record name, though. Thanks. Yeah, yeah I mean, it really, it really would yeah. be like if you were to, which would really confuse your fans. Because yeah. it would be the band name would become the record name, but it would be a well, great record name. Well, the first self is self-titled, so so it's happened. So yeah. it is. Done. So it kind of kind of. There you go. And the artists yeah. are the same now. Yeah, like so, it. are you doing marketing at Tulane? Uh, I'm in the MBA program, which is both uh, it's management and financing financial. So, so uh, is there any marketing involved, right? Already, I mean, could you give Tess any? I mean, I, I'm about more than happy to help, but no, that's not what the program. I mean, it's <laughs> you know. It's, we touch upon everything. It's a yeah. full uh, master's program. So, uh, but I, I do marketing for part of my life and career. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you already know all about marketing. You don't really need to go back to school for that. So I don't. Got a, I love it when we have the marketing classes and those things that I know so well. Right now, I'm doing that, right? that. That's easy. It's the microeconomics and uh, financial accounting that's kicking my ass right now. So. Wow, I'm already. I'm bored just talking. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm already asleep. Yeah, I just fell asleep. <laughs> Why do you want to do it? Um, you know, I I don't really know. I uh, literally. <laughs> I might put you on the spot about that. No, it was kind of funny. I'd always thought about it, and I wish that when I'd gotten out of college, I'd gone right into like a master's program because I think it's one of those things that you can always use no matter what you're going. Everyone, you know, now you just have as many tools as possible. And so for me, I've done everything on instinct. I was in radio, you know, you're on the air, you do it live and you market live and everything is what you do. Uh, I wanted to learn some things I didn't know. And it's been an incredible experience and the program did at Tulane's amazing. Did you go straight from, you didn't go straight from high school into radio, you went to college first, right? Uh, or didn't you? More or less, I did about a year and a half in, in, uh, in college and then I started in radio and I did both college and radio at the same time. So did you graduate from college with some sort of a degree in something? Uh, yes, uh, Mark, uh, uh, communications at American University in DC. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I actually, that's, that's because I was working, degree. but because I was in radio and working professionally, I didn't pay any attention to anything at school. Right, I just right. wanted to get out, you know, and 
smoke pot with friends. So uh, hello, <laughs> the Cajuns are back. Now it's a party. <laughs> just turned into a party just now. So, but radio attracts are pretty much the stupidest people in the entertainment industry. Yes, most of yes. us can't do anything else, and that's otherwise we'd be playing guitars and singing, or you know, having our own TV show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But otherwise, we end up on radio. So to have someone from the radio business actually achieve an MBA would be a huge thing. For, it's so for amazing. All of us, you'd be flying the flag for the whole radio. How many of my it radio is. friends are saying the same thing you're saying? Ah, wow. you know? Because most people can't even spell MBA. In I can't, actually. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> just knows that sounds. Yeah. I have to do it phonetically. M. M. E. M. M. It's like ora ora. They need to come up with a better name for MBA. So how did you guys get a TV show about yourselves when you're well, um, I family know. from Canada? I own a local uh, group called Down South Paranormal. You own it, did you say? Yeah, me and uh, my neighbor were partners, and Kevin, who was supposed to come do the interview, but he couldn't. He had something else to do. But what's he got to do more important than being? Well, by, his by his us. job don't let him off. Uh, they'll fire him. So you know. Why doesn't he unleash a ghost on me? That's what I say. You know, yeah, yeah. Throw a little throw a little grigri that way. You know, What does he do, Kevin? Yeah, he's a bartender at Treasure Casino in Kenner. Yeah, Jesus so but they, and they do They're not tough out they, there. They <laughs> tough on him. Yeah, they don't let him off for nothing, man. If he's got a funeral to go to, they, they won't let him off. He's it's bad. But hopefully, so, he won't have to worry about that in the near future. You know. Yeah, once you're a superstar on TV, you yeah, tell them you know, to go fuck themselves. That's the what I'm talking about. Took the words on my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> well, you can say it as well. All right. Um, it's New Orleans, brought to you by <laughs> Treasure <laughs> Chest Casino. <laughs> <laughs> Who are these assholes? <laughs> right, yeah. Who owns Treasure Chest Casino? Uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, Kelly? <laughs> I, no, that's, you have a better idea than I do. Well, that's a very bad ma- bad management. As a manager, uh, uh, absolutely. Let's face I mean, it, that's <laughs> bad management. You know, you you need to look after people and take care of them. Oh, yeah. The guys got an opportunity I'll to look, go uh, on an award-winning show yeah. like this. <laughs> yeah. You think they let them off, right? Right. But you th- would think so, but no, nah, they they just that's how they are over there, you know. But that's his problem. You know, and I, it sucks for him, but you know, I'm so, here. Okay, yeah. so anyway, so you guys are neighbors. Yeah, we're neighbors, and, and how actually, did that, we yeah. we got into well, my dad, you know, like she said, was into the whole ghost hunting thing. Every paranormal show, come on, he recorded, recorded, talk about it all the time. I used to argue with him. I'm like, Dad, that shit is fake. It's not real. You know, it's it, yes, it is. We'd argue. So finally, we was like, all right, well, let's go find out. I said, I'm gonna prove to you this is fake. So we actually went to the mortuary on, on Canal. I wanted to ask you about that place. Yeah, and we, yeah. you know, not not the haunted house during Halloween. You yeah, pay yeah, yeah. and do an oh, investigation, yeah, 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 yeah. you know. And we did an investigation in there. And Hang on a second, hang on a second. <laughs> you went to a mortuary with dead people? The mortuary. The mortuary. It's on Canal. It's on Canal. It's what an old it? mortuary next it's to the graveyard. It's not an actual mortuary yes, with dead people. It was. A, uh, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm interested okay. to hear you ever heard of this place? Help me out here. Okay, <laughs> but okay. anyway, I mean, so, we that, so we went and did that, you know. Did and, what? Uh, did an investigation at the mortuary. What is an investigation? Investigation exactly? is trying to prove or disprove whether paranormal activity is there how do or you, not. How, do you, did you, how did you do that the first time when you didn't know what you're doing? You walk into the mortuary, yeah. it's dark. Is there like creepy music playing? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it's quiet. You know, you go in there, just do your thing. You get all your little gadgets. We didn't have much. We had a couple night vision cameras and a 1K2 meter and two voice recorders. Hang on. So you have a night vision camera that's like what you see during the war in Iraq or something where it's green or something? Yeah, like yeah. Okay. It basically sees what you can't see. If you're not looking through that viewfinder, you don't see anything but black. But if you look through it, you can see. And you know? what is it looking at? Infrared? It's heat, looking heat for. No, no, no. The infrared's different. That's the one that's all colorful, you know, okay, and it so each color's different temperatures, you know. Um, so this one's, this one's green. This, this one's like just you green. See 
on TV with like yeah. guys that have got a goggles on. There's yeah. a tank or something. Yeah, that's so what exactly is that, how it is. What does that picking up? That picks up anything that happens because you won't be able to see no, it but otherwise. What is, t- what is scientifically, what are we looking at when we see green? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you see a night vision. That's all I know. <laughs> What's the ghost made of then? I mean, I, I couldn't tell you. It's a it might a be little guy of, in a sheet running around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it might be made up of cornflakes and hookah smoke for all I know. Okay. Shit, I don't know. So what do we, we're looking at this green, so it's actual images. It's not infrared and it's not some sort of actually it's infrared is, is what it's called you know but it's just green like you said okay it's just, okay it's simply green okay you so know, you're uh, in there with the first of all how much does that cost to buy one of those green cameras uh actually not that bad you can get them online for like 300 bucks and it okay. but then you got to buy the lights oh, because okay. the infrared light on the camera is not too bright i mean i could probably see from me to you it's like a radio like guy three feet away from each other yeah so you got to buy extra lights you know that light up the whole room. Okay, how much is that? How much we the lights? Uh, we get lights for about I think like a hundred bucks a piece. Okay, so we're up to like eight hundred dollars for two cameras and two set of lights so far. This is before yeah. you've even seen it. This is before we did anything. Yeah. So your dad's into this seriously. He's going to spend eight hundred dollars. Yeah, he, yeah. he actually spent that uh, on pop. Yeah, he actually helped me get uh, our business started. You know, okay. with the with the thing. But he actually just passed away in October. Oh. Yeah. It know, wasn't even a week after he died that we got the. Phone. Yeah, a week after he passed away, Sci-Fi calls us. So say, hey, it was love kind y'all. of you know. I oh, think he cool. did. I, yeah. think my I was going to say, should we get onto that now? Or I guess we <laughs> might as well. So, okay, so has your dad come back? Uh, no, and I think I don't want to go do an investigation there because I personally, I mean, I may be wrong, but I personally feel spirits that you come in contact with on investigations are stuck here, and mm. I would hate to think my dad's stuck here. So I, I don't see. even want to find out. Okay, you know? so there's uh, a difference now. Here we go. This is getting arcane, but there's a difference between what you're doing as a ghost spotter say, mm-hmm. and a medium who talks to dead people right. yeah, yeah big definitely. difference yeah. okay so what is the difference Could mediums go- can actually supposedly make contact they could hear them they could see them and talk to them and whatnot us we don't have abilities like abilities like that that's why we have all our gadgets and gizmos to try to find them that way so you can't communicate with a ghost no you can no. just see them i don't see them no i've i've been doing this and i've never seen anything with my own eyes you know i've i've Heard well, you, things. I've nor been have I, but somebody. I don't have a TV show. How could I get a TV show? Wow. I, it came pretty easy, and everybody, you know, they no, tell us how, how lucky we are. It. You know, You've never like, seen a ghost? No, I've never seen We've anything. Seen, like, on I've like seen the things thermal. move and stuff, but as far as seeing a full-body apparition right in front yeah. of me, I've never seen that. We've you know? seen, like, on the thermal cameras, we've seen, you know, figures pop up. Like, just dark figures, but we've never... Yeah, like that, yeah, but... Like that was, but, I mean, couldn't that be, like, somebody... The heat in the room has changed because... No, because it's, air it, conditioning like, not or, when it's in a, a figure of a person, Well, you the know? main thing is to try to debunk things. Right. The main thing is try to find a logical, you know, explanation for it. You know, that's always first and foremost when I'm doing... So, uh, did you, you know, see anything at the, at the uh, mortuary? No, I didn't see anything at the mortuary. Interesting. But some things were being thrown at us. What? You know, and I just thought it was somebody messing with us. You uh-huh. know, and I tell them, stop, stop, you know? And it kept happening. So me and Kevin was actually with me at this point. And we walked around, like, where we kept hearing it being thrown and hitting. When I walked out to see, you know, tell somebody to stop, when I made that turn, it was a wall. Hmm. So it didn't go back as a hall like I thought it did because we kept hearing it. Hmm. So what was being thrown? Were there objects on the floor? We found a few. We found a penny. And that's what it sounds sound like a, somebody dropping change. Did and you we found see the penny. penny flying through the air? I actually, no, because it was through the, the little doorway from where we were. Where were you at with the, the scratches? That was at uh, Holt Cemetery off Canal, close to the Bulldog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I actually got clawed down far. my back. Yeah. I had four scratch marks down my back. Well, that's crazy. Yeah, that, that's pretty. You know, and he pretty was in a tomb. Man. He was in an uh, overground tomb by himself. Like. That's my role. I do the things everybody else won't do. Yeah. You because know? you're not a believer. Well, I gotta be now. I mean, things happen. I just, yeah. uh, you, I just can't explain. What do you know? mean you got scratched on your back? Were you wearing clothes? Yeah. 
And were the scratches like actual scratches, as if someone four of them, yeah, as if someone ran their well, yeah, nails and it down did, your it back? It didn't feel like that. I was actually sitting down filming Kevin doing EVP sessions, so I wasn't even doing it. I'm just filming him. What's an EVP? EVP is an electronic voice phenomenon. If you get a digital voice recorder, it picks up what you can't hear, you know. And I didn't believe that, but now I have to because there's things that's said on there when I know nobody's there, you know, nobody could have said this, and it's on there, you know. But uh, I'm. Okay, him so do you're it. sitting in an empty room with a tape recorder type, whatever it's called, with mm -hmm. a, like a, what is that, like a Zoom recorder or something, like a digital recorder, just like a an iPhone. Just a regular digital voice recorder. Okay, yeah. and it's on, mm -hmm. and there's nobody here. Nobody just us, here. and we're all being quiet, and then you play it back, and what does it say? And you'll hear, get the fuck out. Actually, that's pretty much what I heard. That's pretty much what happened, yeah. That's pretty much what I heard, yeah, when I was in the tomb. Hey, asshole. It said, leave now. But I didn't. if I'd have heard it, shit, I'd have left. I'm not going to stay, but I didn't hear it until the next day when I listened to it. What is the point of a ghost communicating with you if you can't? If only a digital voice recorder can hear it. Who knows? Uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why would a ghost? Why would a ghost communicate? No, with don't a get don't get it record? wrong. Sometimes you do hear things, you know. Have but you most heard of things? the time, yeah, I've heard things before. But you haven't seen them. You've heard them. No, I haven't seen them. Well, so I've seen them on our on our evidence on our cameras and stuff. Right. But I've never personally seen something with my own eyes right in front of me. I will so. tell you something really quickly. Years ago, in like 2007, 2008, or 2009, in that window. The mortuary was a sponsor of Voodoo, and mm -hmm. I can't remember the guy who started the Chris or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and the and I went over there to do meetings when they he had first opened it, and we were signing them up as a sponsor. And there is this room in the downstairs basement where they used to do the. Yeah, I know what, what you're talking what, about. The basement. Yeah. yeah. I was so uncomfortable in that room, mm -hmm. and I'm not somebody who like believes in ghosts and that whole thing. I was physically. Like, I was starting to feel claustrophobic. The room's wide open. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I was feeling, uh, like, a warmth that, uh, like, like it wasn't because the room was hot, right. you know? Right. Yeah. Um, like, I was, like, I was getting dizzy. Like, I needed to get out of there. That's it's what so happened. It was, you say that it was really crazy. Yeah, we, we were down there. We was actually down there at this point with about 10 people, the whole group. And when we were down there... Everybody heard something, and two people wound up saying that they felt just like you just explained. It was Same wild, yeah. wild. I was. I, I'm not gonna say I'm a believer, well, but no, I, it, yeah. was, it was. It was. I. I have not lost that experience. Right. It was you something know? odd. Yeah. yeah, it was really crazy. You didn't go there to talk about anything like that. You just went to talk about. We were we were signing a deal for right. Voodoo, and he's like, "Let me take you for a tour." And so he's taking me through the whole thing, and we're going through it in all the different rooms. He's telling me about the rooms. And when we got to that room, which was like the bombing room or whatever it is yeah, or yeah. something, I don't know. Wow. It was just this very uncomfortable feeling. And what yeah. do they do there now exactly? What well, is, why is he sponsoring? They, they do haunted houses now during Halloween, but not oh. when Halloween's not around, they'll do, you pay. People pay to do investigations there and whatnot, and they do tours. Yeah. They had yeah. been talking about doing, and I don't know if they do this, but like a bed and breakfast where you spend the yeah, night there. Yeah, I, I heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, Tess, hell no. Tess, <laughs> do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> I do. I, I've... I I believe that I've actually seen what happened. Um, a friend of mine, when I was really young, committed suicide, and um, we were really particularly close. We rode to school together every day, and I brought him back home from school, dropped him off. Um, but um, yeah, I went. It was where, where was this? This was in Homa, Louisiana. You grew up in Homa, right? Wow. Yep, I grew up. That in was Homa. our last right. our last episode in Homa. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This um, I saw at his at his funeral, and um, something happened there, and then something happened. Um, what happened? I, what uh, happened at this funeral? Well, I don't know. It's just hard to explain. It's um, it it was just this sort of light image of of 
it wasn't dark like you were guys were describing like the outline of mm-hmm. of it was like of, of a of figure. It was light. It was just. Yeah. It was like light. You know. Yeah, we've it seen was that. just really, yeah. really weird. And then. Um, this it was, was. What part of the funeral was this? This was uh, as, I guess I don't know the, whoever was heading the priest mm. or, or whoever was heading, uh, you know, talking. It was like it was after I guess. Uh, it might have been during one of. Um, his many friends. There was like a handful of people that went up that and up said, and spoke, right. "Yeah." So, what would that be, guys? Uh, th- that's the thing. You never know. I mean, most of the time, it's energy. You know that that comes in the shape of a form. But the thing is, this energy, a lot of times, it, it usually takes something. Like we'll have cameras, right? Full battery, just charge it. That'll just drain like that, and then something will happen. You know, your your cell phone. A uh, camera guy yeah. on one of our investigations, he jumped up and like flung his phone out of his pocket. His phone got like super super hot mm-hmm. and, and died. just died. You know, yeah, and every yeah. time something like that happens, something happens. You know what I mean? Right, something yeah. happens in the room. You know, so and I believe that they can pull energy. You know, sometimes they need to pull energy off of people. You know, some people get drained instantly. You know, it happened on the last episode last night on the episode. You know, I wanted because one of our guys, Keith, he's very sensitive to. He's been having an yeah, experience since he was like five years old. Yeah, like he's very in tune with it. Like not purposely, it just happens. He would know? be almost like a medium, not a medium, but yeah. like the stories he's told me. You know, him growing up, it, it just, it gives me chills just yeah. thinking about it. Like Tess, how did you feel on the funeral when you saw that? Scary um, or good? Or? No, I, did, I, I think just kind of indifferent. It was just something that I realized. I, I, you know, I questioned myself whether it was something that I wanted to see that I maybe mm-hmm. manifested because... Did other people I, see it? Um, Given no, that there was I, probably 100 people or more? Yeah, there were a lot of people there. Um, but no, I I talked to a couple of friends and I was sort of afraid to really say anything to mm-hmm. anyone because I just yeah. thought people would think I was nuts. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Did I just kind of kept mention, it to Nobody's ever mentioned it. No one's ever mentioned it. And then it's I I went to his gravesite a couple of times afterwards, but um, one of the the last times I I had went. Um, I had planted some flowers around his grave, no big deal. And then I got up and I started, my back was turned and I was walking back towards my car. And as I was like putting my things away and just as I turned to walk away, I heard a voice say, thank you. Wow. And mm-hmm. that was it. And the hair stood up on the back <laughs> of my neck and my arms wow. as they are now. And I didn't think twice about it. I was like, you're welcome. And then I just walked to my car and went on about my right. business. Wow. Has this been a, um a uh, inspiration for a song? Um, sadly, no. Um, or I just uh, well, then I was I was so young. I was uh, probably um, it was it happened between the ages of like seventeen and nineteen, and uh, I didn't start playing drums until I was twenty four. I was a very late bloomer. I didn't. You weren't a musician in the beginning back then when you were. I a kid? sang in bars with my uncle, but right. um, I really I Would was a lost kid. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at all. What were you? Um, what were you singing? What sort of songs back in there? Covers. Um, you're gonna, just anything you're a band? and everything. Just the two of you. It was just the two. My uncle, uh, his name is Nicky Rhodes. He actually has a TV show now that he's doing in North Carolina, which is really weird. Okay. I talked to him yesterday. What's that about? I they they're like antiquing or they're finding some stuff, but they're trying to really make it more character based, and they're all kind of like just. Ribbing on each other a oh lot. Oh yeah, and, that's uh, good TV. You know, yeah, that's <laughs> good TV. That's what you need to be now. You Comedy, need, yeah. you need kind to of be based, sort of um, just them kind of messing around, that kind of thing. But uh, he played music 
or he has been playing music at HOMA for a very long time. Uh, his name is Nicky Rhodes. Uh, he, um, all sorts of bands, but he plays there regular, regularly, and he used to sneak, sneak me into bars when I was in high school Hello. so I can go and play <laughs> and sing, and then well, and you then must have figured leave. out that you had a good voice at some point early on. I think so, yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't really early. quite find it. That was before it, you were 17 or 18. That's, so you must have had, you, you knew you had some musical ability. I, I did, but I just didn't know uh, that it would take this shape. I had no idea. What did you think you were going to do? Um, I, I don't know. I actually went to college th for three semesters for a uh, for business administration, um, <laughs> so I did really well in that. With the microeconomics, um, I made I had really good grades, but um, I, I just it wasn't for me. What school was this? UNL. Yeah. So three semesters. That's what I, over a year, was it a year? Maybe a year, year and a half. half. Yeah. Year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Great job with math, there, buddy. Wow. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> And then what did you do after that? Do you think I'm going to drop out to do something great? Or? Well, no. After that, oh, it's kind of a long story. My mom was diagnosed with cancer. I had to sort of give up all my dreams and, and move back home to take care of her. Wow. Back to home. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did she survive? She's in she? remission. Yeah. So She's been news. in remission okay, for so years. Yeah. Yeah. But she, they couldn't uh, afford a home health nurse and all that. So I just moved back home to, to help take care of her. And they're your adoptive parents, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you talk? Do you like to talk about that? That's in your bio. Uh, I don't know yeah. if you want Yeah, I don't mind talking about it. Well, it's I've never seen this sentence ever written anywhere in my life before about somebody who I'm actually going to talk to. And it says here mm -hmm. that you you were Tis Brunet was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, a ward of the state. That's wow. correct. Yeah. What exactly does that mean? What, um, what award did you win? <laughs> <laughs> Best born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does um, that mean? Your, no. mo your mother gave birth to you and then gave you up My instantly. Correct. Yeah. Um, she was. Uh, sh she had me at a, a hospital that is now the University Hospital, but it was called Hotel Dieu. Mm. Um, and it was also a hospital French, for of course. Un okay. Yes, yeah. and it was a hospital for unwed mothers. Okay. Um, was it entirely? Pretty much, and I think it was uh, ran by a bunch of nuns right. or something. Well, Dieu is French for God, right? So that would make sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's what this whole place, which is now University Hospital down right. by the freeway. Exactly, there. which is a whole new facade. It looks yeah. very different. But, but yep. that was a hospital only for unwed mothers? Primarily, yep. How many women were getting knocked up like that then? I was there? I mean, uh, <laughs> there was never a shortage of It was New Orleans in the 70s, yeah. so I mean, you know. Oh, there was my mom. That there was a whole facility just uh, yeah. <laughs> for unwed mothers. What a great what place to meet chicks. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's where you got to hang out at. So yeah. Okay, so, I mean, this is a serious subject. I'm interested to find uh -huh. out a little bit about it, if sure. you don't mind telling don't us. Mind. So, okay, so your mother gave birth to you, and then what, she goes home and you stay she, there? Or what she happened? left. Well, I was, ab I was abandoned, yeah. and then... Um, and t did she do that with a plan, or did she just decide, I don't want to deal with this, and walked out? How she just, work? I think she was young. She was scared. Um, she was 13. Mm. Um, wow. wow. So, yeah, and then uh, a social worker uh, brought me home from the hospital and kept me and made a bed for me in her dresser drawer <laughs> and uh, and found my parents, my adopted parents. They had fostered, I think, four, four or five kids before me. And, and, and they have three natural kids that, that's their own. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they, weren't, they didn't have any plans uh, adopting right. uh, at all, but... They were just a I'd foster just family. They, they were just a foster family, right. and I just ended up with them because of various 
in the uh, beginning, you mean? They took reasons. Well, they took you in in the beginning. Yeah, they took for me various in for various complicated reasons, but right. then they adopted you as a daughter and kept you. For exactly. It. Yep. Mm-hmm. And how but old were you at that point? Uh, I was four when they officially adopted me. And what did you do up till four between Hotel Dew being born at Hotel Dew and? Um, I still had to go. That my adopt. I mean, my biological parents still had rights. Um, so I had to s- still, sp- even though she left me, I still had to. They at some point started fighting to to regain custody, full custody of me. So um, I had to spend every weekend with them growing up. Wow. So mm. I was what? physically abused wh- by them and all kinds of mm. other crazy stuff. So that's why they fought, and Jesus it took Christ. so long. What? It's just like all these loopholes and s- or just all this the red tape and the and laws that still, even though they knew what was going on, there was nothing they could do until they went out full out with a trial and Jesus that whole Christ. thing. This is so. up to the age of four. Until or I was four. Until you were four, didn't go beyond that. So. No. By the time you were four, you had a stable home, and you lived at uh, home, and you grew up. More or less, after that point, right. I had a, yeah. Well, um, did you adopt, does your birth mother still have any part of your life? She, um, uh, she tries. Um, okay. And, I, and I, we've, attempt, we've attempted to sort of have some sort of relationship, but um, unfortunately, it just never works out. Um, she has uh, lots of problems build problems and she's always trying to commit suicide and wow. all kinds of other so you crazy see stuff so, so you i just can't really deal with, with right. that. they go out to dinner she leaves before the check comes i mean she's <laughs> yeah. just it's a so she's here <laughs> can't trust it's, her. de- it's kind of a depressing story but it's I'm, awful but she's yeah. here in new orleans so. no she's in jacksonville florida okay yeah does she, she live in near the beach because that would be at least one good so, thing i don't know she I, all i know is she lives in <laughs> like an rv camper and in somebody's backyard right. that's all i know sounds great so yeah. so how i mean how do you feel about all this i mean you seem like a perfectly well-adjusted mm, I, you person know, with a successful music career i've had a lot of time to early 20s and i've done a copious amount of drugs <laughs> in my life to did that help um, let me just ask you did well, that work yeah yes and no so you'd advocate that um yeah i mean i don't regret taking anything that I've done. Um, you what do know? you think was the best drug that helped you? <laughs> Acid. Acid. Yeah, mushrooms. Yeah. So there is a, a medicinal property that acid had for you then. I mean, I think so, yes. Health is concerned. I think what so. What did it do for you? That Did it change your perspective? Um, yeah, I think it just opens your mind to things in general. Um, I, I think just, you know, life is pretty tough and I know somebody's has it worse than me i'm sure you know i mean that's i don't know if many a, people a had given, it worse than you in the beginning I, maybe now they do but that was mm, a pretty bad beginning yeah it was and, it, and, and there's much that. more to, to it right. than that even worse but yeah but um i don't know I, I think just uh i don't know growing pains growing up and well, growing uh, you up know, itself it's for anybody is difficult but growing up in an environment like you grew up in True. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, well, I will say this to New Orleans Musicians Clinic. If it weren't for for them, um, I wouldn't. I put myself through therapy when I was thirty, all of like age thirty and thirty one. And if it weren't for them, I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Um, So I'm very thankful. How'd you afford the acid? 
Uh, well, friends in Homa, it's cheap, and oh, you yeah. know, uh, how much is a tab? I need the dealers, so you know, I got the hookup. So, it, so there's that, a good acid. There's a good what acid. kind of show is this? <laughs> 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 there's plenty of acid in Homa. Homa is not a place. There was in the li- in the mid right. to late nineties. Right. There was a lot of acid going around then. And, and really she's been good. doing snuff films for drugs. So <laughs> yeah. just to take yeah. like one next so, level, you know. So that uh, I, I would imagine that gave you that opened your mind to like another dimension in the sense that it gave you an escape from uh, your horrific reality. Absolutely. And that was primarily why I started doing yeah. doing that. And yeah. did, does music do that for you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's sort of like my new drug, I guess, in a way. Well, let's play something. Okay, sure. Yeah. Right. What do you, what do you want to play? Um, I'd l- I'll play a new tune. Um, I'm really excited about the new stuff. So. Okay. Um, this is off the new record yet to be recorded? Just, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me make it's sure. called uh, I'm okay. So Happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get you lined up here. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the song. Um, well, it's just, uh, well, the title of it is called The Grass is Greener, um, which kind of, I, I feel like it's one of those terms that is, yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. What, what grass yeah. are we talking about? Um, oh, <laughs> oh, here we go, here we go. I got that. <laughs> We'll, we'll find know. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wrote a song about it. Like <laughs> to hear it. Here it goes.
off, you guys. Off the that album, which awesome. is going to be named what? Um, I don't know. I was playing around with a couple of titles. The one that I like right now is um, Shut Your Mouth, Time is Running Out. Boom. I like it. Boom. I like it, yeah. Sick marketing. <laughs> love it. Really? Love it. Yeah. Serious? Don't just say that. No, I, know, I do love it. It could be a little, okay. it could be a word or two know. too long, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, but it like might it. not be it. It, it just might, might change by the time yeah, it comes it might out. Change. So is that song in favor of change or in favor of staying the same? Um, I think, bo- I think both. I think it's like kind of in between. Um, I, I don't know. That's a, it's a, that's a good question. Um, I think it's both. Can you be in favor of both at the same time? I think so. Okay. I think we're all full of contradictions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that are awesome. That's true. Yep. Well, everybody wants to change, but nobody wants to do anything to actually change right. themselves. Right. That's the thing, yeah. But y- have you changed yourself through music? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm just a big proponent of, uh, I don't know, doing the work yourself. And um, up to a certain point, as I was saying before, I mean, uh, drugs can help, but um, I'm not a big fan of, uh, you know, taking a pill to make everything okay either. But the difference between drugs and drugs, I mean, you're talking about self-medication helps you, but you're not in favor of going to a doctor to get Prozac? Right, exactly. Yeah, what, I, you got to put in the Why work. Why is that? What's the difference? Well, you got to put in the work, you know. It's like, well, once you figure those things out, like, you have to, you know, put in the time and put in the work. But your issues would seem to be so obvious to you, I mean, you know, abandonment and sure, and all sure, that. I mean, sure, those is that what you were dealing with? Um, or was it more complicated? Than that? For the most part, I think it's a little more complicated. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grant, yeah. I'm, I have, you're not going to make her cry, man. Let it go. I know. Let it go. Let it go. You owe me twenty bucks. You told me you, can, you, you said I can totally break her in an hour, and you lost, dude. Aww, you lost. I still have plenty of time. <laughs> But so music is the new drug now. Then so did you? Yeah. Did you literally move from one thing to another? Did you find? Uh, did you no, find music in the twenties? it was a very gradual. It was a gradual thing because right. uh, look, when I was in Dead Boy and I first started out, I, I was definitely doing lots of drugs then. And you're um, a drummer too, so you can get away with it, right? You yeah, can be and then it was kind of handed to us left and right, you <laughs> yeah. know. Um, yeah. What's it like being a drummer in a band compared to being a singer in a band? I mean, uh, sitting it's here. It's very different. Uh, it's absolutely different. I mean, you're you're you know in the back keeping the beat, and you don't really have to say much. Um, you don't really do a lot of the interviews or anything like that. Right. You know, so I mean, it's very different. It's a it's a it's a lot uh, more of a challenging um, transition than I thought it was going to be because I was so comfortable for tw- I was a drummer for twelve years. I was comfortable doing that, and then now, a sort of a I mean, I still play drums, but taking on a new instrument and being a front person and writing all the songs, like that's very, very, very different. Yeah, not bad. That's hugely different, I would imagine. Yeah. It's yeah. about as different yeah. as you can get Night if you're yeah. still in the yeah. music business. Yeah. Yeah. You could always go into radio and then you would be... Yeah. And then, you know, then you could <laughs> you've completed the cycle. <laughs> and then you could get an MBA, which yeah. would be like <laughs> doing yeah. the same thing. Like, I know the feeling, man. Yeah. <laughs> what made you want to do that? Um, uh, primarily, um, I wanted to be in a band that not only, well, I took work sometimes where I could um, as a drummer, and I, I wanted to be able to 
as much as these guys choose to play with me, you know, I, I chose them, right. you know, and, um, and they're just really not that, I mean, I've been in bands before and I, I, I've played with good people, but, um, I mean, we just all make sense together and, uh, I, I love the guys that I play with. Um, they're just so awesome. And it's, it's one of those situations where we don't really have to say much in a room when we're working out the songs and I, and I, I play them and they just like sort of chime in and they just fall in and it all falls into place that is so magical when, when it that really happens. is when you hear a it band really you hear oh, yeah. four or five people playing how do they figure that out how does yeah. everyone and, and, think uh, like that and, I, and, and I've had several uh, different members since I, I put uh, my solo stuff out and did the f- first two solo right. records and uh, I just kept trying and, and until I, I found uh, the guys that I'm with now, and it just works. It must be interesting because um, the other p- part of what you're doing is that when you're a uh, you know a chick drummer, as it were, it's a mm-hmm. pretty it's a sort of a novelty. It to is to be a chick singer, as there's a dime a dozen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how does that feel to be to go from being like a hip chick singer? I mean, hip chick drummer to you know, girl with a guitar. Uh, I don't know. It's sort of the same thing as you know, uh, I, as I was saying before. You know, it's it's a it's just it's still it's very different um in a lot of ways um it's not uh i guess people do expect a little when i was i i one thing i did notice when i was a drummer um in most bands people just automatically because i didn't go by my name obviously then i was i was playing drums but um people automatically thought i was somebody's girlfriend when we walked into a club (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know they uh they definitely didn't Sound guys never thought I was in the band. Until they I got a surprise, I would think, when you sat down. Behind, yeah. yeah. Hello, How do you hello get Mo Tucker, right? Like Mo Tucker with Velvet Underground. I'm yeah. sure, like, you know, think about that. That was that yeah. era. Yeah. There and were it's no still women so drummers, much you know? a boys club. I mean, yeah. I still got that until the very end of, like, playing shows with the generationals. Um, you know, we walk in. And, and guys don't really notice it because it doesn't, you know, they're like, what? Like, I didn't even notice that. It's like, well, right. you wouldn't. Of course. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's still very much happened a lot. You so know? how do you get to play voodoo? How do you get to play voodoo? Mm, how would someone like Tess get to play voodoo? Um, there's a lot of different ways you can get to play voodoo. Uh, one, you can be in Nine Inch Nails. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. Nothing to it. <laughs> you, could, you could be Adrian Ballou and yeah. you could uh, play with John Reznor. I actually uh, uh, played a festival, Sasquatch Festival Did you? with them a few, uh, when I was Dead yeah. Boy a long time. Uh, Sasquatch 2006, is a, I think. Dead Boy played uh, voodoo in 2005. Yeah, we right? did. Yeah, 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 you guys yeah. were there? Yeah. yeah. Great set, too. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that people do it uh, through management or yeah. literally by reaching out to us and, you know, and things like did, this. I think we did you know? do that. I think we applied a, a couple years. Yeah. yeah. So, Sig, this yeah. is like a segue. Who's coming? Uh, Come on, tell <laughs> us now. Well, it, I can tell you. Uh, Nine Inch Nails are coming. Nine Inch Nails um, are coming. Pearl okay. Jam are coming. Uh, Calvin Harris, uh, Bass Nectar, the Gaslight Anthem. We just announced 15 bands in honor of our 15th anniversary and so we're gonna have a full lineup announcement so that's the in a couple first weeks. 15 first 15 is that the most important 15 or just the first uh, 15? it's well pearl jam nine inch nails calvin harris yeah, and yeah, uh yeah. and bass nectar are, right, are right. really you know big artists but there's still a lot of lot to come really okay. cool stuff so um this was just to kind of get things rolling get out early this year we, we did it two months before we would normally do it yeah, it is early right because it's, it's early. not till halloween which is the 30th it's of seven months away man Damn. Damn. and uh so you're doing this all year you're all year round all year booking 
we will we will start time. working on next year soon. <laughs> you know, like that's really? yeah, it's just it's um, uh, it, Pearl Jam and Nine Inch Nails were conversations that had started before last year's Voodoo. So this is an how many guys? Series. How many guys are you booking this show? Um, it's really Steve Rayhage, and we have a, a talent booker who works for us, who is part of our company, Ashley. Um, yeah. Send Ashley an email. Okay, cool. <laughs> send we'll send me an email, and right. I'll forward it to her. Awesome. Um, and I mean, we're we're a pretty uh, you know trimmed down company. We're so how many? Uh, just three of you? Uh, the whole company is six people. And oh, you guys yeah. are booking the entire voodoo thing, everything. You every aspect of it. Every, every fence, every stage, every tent. So talk tent. about, so the, you, get you know, the sleep? No, <laughs> no. That's why we've got Jesus. tents. Yeah. But you guys had used uh, the gear or production company from New York last, or, or do you guys normally use them? I think it's Who? like sounds. Uh, well, there's a, there's a staging SIR, company. No. Nope. there's like a, another one like them. It's like a backline slash. Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of different types of production elements that we bring in. Guys yeah. who do stages, they have guys the who do purple cases. Uh, yeah. Chess, why why would know, you sorry. why would you notice that? Well, no, because they're really good friends with uh, the the company. The reason I started playing music or started playing drums was at SIR, and they're uh, it's a, a rehearsal that, studio. Yeah, it's a yeah and slash backline company. But um, some of those guys that work with them were when we played the Generationals played yep. as well. And uh, I just ran into a bunch of those guys. She's also a kleptomaniac, which we're about to find <laughs> out. <of that>. <laughs> <laughs> so you moved to New York and started playing in New York as we you got the, out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. And I, at that point, I still didn't know what I was going to do. And I just started playing drums on my breaks. Um, and so you're just because like they a, always had What were you doing at SIR? SIR was like a, it's I a was the accounts studio. receivable and payable manager. <laughs> That's a pretty That's um, important <laughs> sort of a job, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> You yeah. were how old? Uh, I was 23. Okay. Yeah. And you moved to New York from home and someone hired you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I waited I tables say. for a year and I begged for that job for a year until they finally hired me. <laughs> well, that worked out pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, so, six so you guys, there's like f- six of you all together. Yeah. Sitting around in an office. And so what happens on an average Monday morning? Someone comes and says, hey, I've got an idea. Well, what about Nine Inch Nails? It does kind of happen like that. First of all, Monday mornings are brutal because we have our Monday morning meeting, and it's this awful meeting. Um, but literally, we we have something we call a draft board, and we all – it's basically a Google Doc, and we all put stuff in there of people we think are touring, people that we have relationships with, people we think are going to pop, that kind of thing, and we're tracking bands. You so know, all are, you year listen, are you listening to music all the time? All the time. So I you're mean, driving around in your car or sitting at home? All the time. If somebody, sends, if somebody sends me a – like, I'm going to go research you. You know, like I'm going to all the time. If I if I'm reading an article and it mentions a band just randomly, like we were at the Bowery Ballroom watching so and so, I'm going to go listen to that band. I, I always want to know who's and out is there. It, are you judging this on your own personal taste? Do you like something and say, hey, I like this. This is good. Or you think this is going to be good for the show? Uh, you can't book a festival on what you I mean, I, right. I shouldn't say that. I mean, people book festivals, what they think is good and they are very successful, you know. Um, but you also have to look at it like what do our was our audience base want, you know, um, Everything that plays at Voodoo isn't necessarily my taste. Um, and you go to Voodoo and you see all kinds of different people. Do you guys go to Voodoo? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Did you go last year? Yeah, actually, I did. I mean, I always go. I mean, I, I support everything New Orleans. You know, all the big events right. we have and stuff. I, I definitely like to do all that. I mean, here, here. it's a good time. I mean, yeah. you know. It is a good time. Yeah, it's a great absolutely. festival. It's because, fun as hell. Yeah, people not from here, they don't realize a lot of times, like, Oh, oh, you go to Bourbon Street a lot? Like, no, I'm from here. I'm <laughs> yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't, no, yeah. I don't, you know. But things like that, yeah, absolutely. We'll, yeah. we'll definitely go for that. 
That's yeah, cool. I always wish I can go longer, but I, I work at a restaurant, uh, Vincent's uh, Italian restaurant. Which no, one? Well, yeah. In Metairie? Or? In Metairie. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm actually going back this Friday for the first, uh, since we've been filming and all that, I've been off, so but we always work Friday and Saturdays, and I can't go the whole weekend right. because it's me off so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so are you guys stars or TV stars now? No, I'm I don't no. consider myself a star. Well, I mean, never mind. What well, you consider yourself? First are episode. You? Well, the no. first episode we had a million viewers, so I oh, guess a million cool. people know me now. That's cool. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Depends how you look at it. You know? Well, I think the definition of it is if people know you who you don't know. Yeah, exactly. you walk down the street right. and someone goes, "Oh, there's that." Yeah, uh, we get that a, a little bit now, you know. And honestly, me, I kind of worry about. It. I have kids, you know, and I don't, I don't want them exposed, you know, to people, you know. I mean, it's cool, but what kind of people don't just you want privately? You know, like well, on oh, Facebook, you? Facebook, they find you on there and they start sending all, all these right. friend requests. And I this has already happened to you. Yeah, sorry to say, I don't, okay. I don't, but I do. I made another one, you know, and and okay, try so to you've already stepped that out of your private life into a public. Persona. I have to, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we right has it happened up. to you too? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you don't really know what to expect when you're getting something like this. We've never done this before. Right. So. Yeah, because we're not actors right. at all. People, that needs to be clear. We're not actors. Yeah. We've never been on TV. I this thought is just, you were. It's actually funny. Really? This one person thought that we were trans, said we were transplants. Yeah. <laughs> which means like we're from, from like the north. Yeah. And it, it's just Carpet so funny because people have told me that I have a northern accent. But I mean, nope, we're born and raised here. That's it's, one of the main things I'm getting is. Um, man, a lot of women, of course, I love his accent, Cajun accent, 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 which I talk normal to me. You know? I, yeah. I don't hear nothing, but, you know, everybody's like going on and on about our voice, well, especially my voice, you know, and some people say he's from New York. Like, I don't you know what people lot, talk from New like, Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. There was it's a huge port city. I yeah. mean, there's tons of people from the Northeast that settled right. here. Right. I mean, yeah. Nova Scotia, Cajuns, Acadian. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. where yeah. they're from they're from so i think that sticks and maybe. people just aren't really i think maybe necessarily aware of the history right. that that actually makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. that exactly. we do sound that way exactly right. but yeah but i mean it's mostly good feedback you know on the website and all but you do have your people you know this is horrible this is that well don't watch it well I mean, you want me to tell figure, you yeah, don't yeah, watch yeah. it yeah. You know? don't pay attention to no that. i don't yeah. I, that doesn't well, bother me at all well, actually well, i love haters because if you don't have any you're not doing much right. you know yeah, so i love you. i love yeah. them, you know? <laughs> what, what, why are you doing this why do you want to be a tv star well it, it just when they called i mean i don't know many people who would have said no you know what i mean well, I why mean, did they call you how'd they find you they saw some actually there's a site called paranormal society and my partner kevin he does all the computer stuff i just do the investigations you know i don't mm -hmm. do all that but he found this site and it's just a bunch of paranormal groups and all he did was one day he put our group on there down south paranormal mm -hmm. he put it on there never went back to that site and like i said a week after my dad passed they saw they picked wow. us out of these thousands of groups and called us and huh. you know that's that's cool. how it became that's because you had down south in your name too. Yeah. Yeah. And now the show and now the show's Deep South Paranormal. Yeah, there and you go. See our that? logo for Down South is a, a skull a, with a Florida Lee in the head. And now the oh, logo that? for Deep South is a Nutria. Florida Lee that makes a skull. Uh -huh. Oh, it's a mosquito. Yeah. <laughs> so who owns the show? Are you do you guys own the show? No, I own Down South Paranormal. Okay. Uh, Deep South Paranormal Sci Fi owns. I mean, so sci-fi is the channel and that actually i don't know a base production is the production company that filmed us you know and and that and they sell it to sci-fi you know but sci-fi wanted it they called base we want a southern you know so, ghost hunting show so do you get paid to do this show you oh guys? yeah 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 okay so you get paid by sci-fi uh 
Shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't as long, as, long, as, long as, as, as it comes, as long as it comes, I'm good. I don't care who it comes from. Okay. So what's it like now then are you stepping? I mean, how many episodes have you guys been on? Six. 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 We did six so they could see how it goes. And if it goes good, then hopefully we'll jump to 12 and just and, grow from there. And is it going well? Well, a million viewers. They said that's really good. That's good. So but I the thing know, is, we come yeah. on the same night, same time as Duck Dynasty, yeah. and that's like the biggest show right yeah. now. So. You're up against Duck Dynasty? Yeah. I wouldn't say against, but then you kind of have to because the same night, same time. Yeah. I don't know how they do math in Cajun land, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know? one against the other at the same time is exactly. against. Yeah, one plus one. Both. <laughs> so they're putting, they're putting you up against Duck Dynasty, which is this big deal yeah. show yeah. for well, guys from you guys get still had a million that's pretty huge yeah for that's the first really one good. well what they said that's too really is good. they actually had us on for eight o'clock and duck dynasty's on nine okay but ghost hunters is on their last season and they pitched a fit like they threw a fit about it so they gave them their slap back oh. and so now we're up against you know yeah. maybe it's gonna work out it you is, know yeah. i mean a million that's viewers a good sign, i mean though. That's, yeah. yeah i mean people sign. like it because I, I deep south is so much different than all the other all the other ones are are you know just dead serious and just kind of bland to me you know mm. i can't speak for everybody else but ours has a lot of you know we have fun but when it's time to investigate we're dead serious yeah. but they show us in our n- normal lives you know and messing with having fun seven, you know there's seven I, people so there's so many different personalities and they're all just great personalities yeah. Yeah. the whole southern thing against southern thing maybe there's people who are like why are the duck hunters looking for ghosts <laughs> <laughs> well well two, it's funny you say that two of our guys have the big beards <laughs> Right. And, you know, and they and everybody's saying we've never said this, but a lot of the reviews that we're reading, oh, it's Duck Dynasty meets Ghost Hunters. That's what everybody's well, saying. about well, it, you know, there's a fine line, it seems to me, on these shows between the people who make these shows who are sympathetic to you and also trying to make idiots of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah absolutely. Well, how do you fight against? See, that? I, I liked it, though, because they let us they don't tell us what to do. We, we just be ourselves. You but know? do they so, cut it up to make you look like a dick or no, are they trying to make no. you look fabulous? Uh, they trying to make us look good as possible. I mean, they they the better the show does, the better for them too. I mean, it, yeah, everybody wins if the show does. Sometimes a good, show yeah. doing really well is dependent upon you know everyone make, thinking you're an idiot. Like some of these stupid shows, you look at these ridiculous reality shows and you're like why would anyone do that and well, then you find we out we were worried about too we were, we were worried about we right. told them we're like you're not gonna make us look stupid here you know like but that I would told, not yeah. help them out I told all. them straight up look I'm not wearing flannel and shirts and, 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 <laughs> and boo, you know I'm not, I'm not wearing all that stuff I'm not you know acting like a tobacco spitting I said because that's how everybody portrays New Orleans but you go to New Orleans you're not gonna see Men walking around in camouflage, spitting tobacco, and with a shotgun over their shoulder. You know, it's not how we are down here. You or know, with Cajun Reeboks on. Yeah, yeah. The, the Chalmette G nights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. right, Chef. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, but so thank God they let us be ourselves. But you know, me, Callie, and Kevin. Kevin's from Chalmette. I mean, he lives in Kenner now. But me and Callie are the most you're gonna get of New Orleans. Real New Orleans. Yeah, Hearts from so, uh, Lafayette, and the other three guys are from Alabama. So you're proud of that. So you're proud of the show. And you're happy with the show. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when does it on? Because we have to get out of here in a minute. When is it on? Uh, every Wednesday night on Sci-Fi, nine o'clock. Wednesday yeah. night, Wednesday Sci-Fi, night, nine o'clock right. on Sci-Fi. Okay. Yeah. Deep South Paranormal. Okay. And Tess, when can we see you around town and around the country? Oh, um, well, I don't know in, in New Orleans exactly. Um, okay, we can but, look on your website, tessbrunet.com. Uh, Yes, which is B R U N E T. That's correct. Yeah, and I, I, we played last night. We have a string of shows um, uh, coming up. Well, tonight, um, where do we play tonight? Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg. Uh, Are you on the way yeah. to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, right now? 
What's that? You're on the way to Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yes, right we now. are. Let's actually, as soon as we leave, we're Let's go. Well, thanks so much for Look at you, busy, busy. That's the superstar right there. One more thing I did want to say is... If people that do like the show, if they ever wanted to meet, you know, any other cast, especially me and Callie, we watch the show at our bar. It's Pink Street Pub, oh, 201 cool. Aris Avenue in Metairie, Louisiana. And we, watch, <clears throat> and we watch every episode there, you know, when it comes out. Is it haunted, Pink Street? <clears throat> Come and find out. <laughs> <laughs> and Sig from Ray House Entertainment. Yes. Thanks very much for joining us. Voodoo, tickets on sale yet? No way, right? Oh, yeah, they're on sale. Worshipthemusic.com. Go to worshipthemusic.com. Okay. Uh, bands at worshipthemusic.com to send an email. Okay. Okay, cool. Right on. Okay. Yeah, and that's Happy Hour for today. Thanks for joining us. My guests have been Sig, Randy Hardy, Kelly Hardy, and Tess Brunet. It's been a great hour. I think we've all learned a lot of stuff here, don't you? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. My goodness, nice to meet you all. Yeah, nice yeah, to meet you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Our show is produced by Graham DuPont, Melinda Hawes, Trish Kaufman, and Anoush Karun. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director, and Dr. Cliff Brigden is our web designer and link to the real world. Our theme song is being played right now and was written by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products around, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Eris Studio monitors, and much more. You can visit PreSonus.com for more info about that. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about 60 minutes, drop us a line at our website, which is itsneworleans.com, where you can also check out our other happy hour shows and our other shows. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the game with the fabulous Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Win-win our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with Steve Wynn, Kim Vu, and Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. We do all sorts of stuff on our website. And if you're listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher, thank you for subscribing to us. And maybe you can take a moment to rate and review us. That will help other people find us. Our show is recorded live today at the lovely Casa Borrega a brand new bar, restaurant, and music venue in Central City in New Orleans on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard. Take a moment, if you haven't already, to go like Casa Borrega on Facebook and follow me on Twitter. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, we'll be back here next week. Our Happy Hour troubadour, Mitch Foreman on the piano. Chris Kehoe over there, everybody back at INO Broadcasting. I'm Grant Morris. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour. <laughs>